0: Welcome to the business of being well. If you're a hands-on practitioner who wants to grow a profitable business without working your life away, you're in the right place. So sit back, take a deep breath and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. Erica Eller. Erica um, is part of the foot traffic um, team. And if you haven't heard of the foot traffic team, um, there's the foot traffic podcast, who I think is hosted by Stacy Tushol And Erica works alongside Stacy. So she is here today to share with us Um, lots of things. Erica um, is as passionate as I am about helping people prevent burnouts in their work. And uh, we're going to talk about a surprising way probably that you haven't considered um, that's going to help you have more of that work-life balance that we're all seeking that feels so elusive, but is real. It is a verb instead of a noun. Okay. So Erica, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and share a bit about who you are and what you do?
1: Yeah. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited for this conversation and um, just feeling really hopeful to add some some incredible value for your listeners and help them to see that uh, there is a lot easier way to uh, really build their business without... Mm-hmm like you said, burning out and, and just feeling that constant state of overwhelm that, that a lot of us can feel as we're uh, just getting started and even as you just continue to notice the growth. Yes. Yeah. So um, as you mentioned, I work with Stacey Tushel. Uh She is the founder and CEO of uh, Foot Traffic, uh, which she has the Foot Traffic uh, podcast. And then we have our signature program, which is uh, the Foot Traffic uh, Formula. And um, I am a head coach, and I'm also head of sales um, for that program and within the company. And so I am in the program with all of our members. Um, my strategies are very sales centric. And so all of the trainings that I do um, are very much on how to increase your revenue through sales strategies uh, within your marketing. But I am also um, very strong with mindsets and we get a lot of um, entrepreneurs that come into the program that, they're very excited about the possibility of building their business, but there's still that trepidation of will this work and will I be the unicorn that your strategies don't work for? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, just kind of really helping to like bust a lot of the, the myths that are um, out there about business and what business has to be in order to be successful, what it has to look like. And so um, I just love what I get to do because I get to come alongside our, our members and, and business owners and and help them to see that uh, it is possible for them to succeed and not completely burn out.
0: Okay. So right away, I can tell you that a lot of the people that listen to this podcast are going to hear the word sales or even the word marketing. And they're like, huh, run. Yeah. Freak I, out. No. <laughs> they, they, they don't yeah. want to listen, right? Um and so I think it's a perfect combination that you focus on helping people with sales like you you um I'm sure have an amazing skill set in that and also the mindset piece because yeah. fear of sales is it comes from a good intention but it is a fear it's a fear
1: yeah. Well, and I think a lot of it comes from past experiences that you've had where you've been sold to, right? And it didn't feel mm-hmm. good. It felt like someone just came at you out of left field. They didn't know you, they didn't know what you needed, and they were trying to sell you something. And, you know, As you're trying to, you know, nicely uh, say, no, thank you. They're they're still coming at you, right? Um, But meanwhile, they have not built a relationship with you. There is zero rapport. They do not know what your needs are. They do not know what problems you face. And they don't even know if you have um, the problem that their product is a solution for, their product or their program or their service, right? So a lot of people, and we get that all of the time, um, I get to look at all of our mem- every member that comes into our program they fill out an intake form and one of the questions that we ask is like what is the one thing you know that like you're most worried about you know or what you know do you not enjoy in your business right now and i would say probably 90% of people say i don't want to sell i don't like sell- selling and so that's where i come in to really help them kind of let go of that fear that they have that's tied to selling because the reality is if you have a business there is a product a program or a service that you are trying to get people to be a part of right so you are selling but when you think of it from a standpoint of you are serving you are helping someone you are making someone's life better you are helping them to transform who they are right now into the person that they want to be or into the business or whatever it is that you are promising as that transformation, that you know and wholly believe that what you have will do that, right? So it when you think of your business in that light of I'm here to help someone, I'm here to serve, the, the feelings and the actions are so much different from Ugh! I don't want to sell. You know, I don't want to put myself out there. I don't want to do that because then you kind of get stuck in that place of stagnation because you don't want to take action. And so your results are directly impacted on both of those thoughts, whether you are excited to serve and to help or whether you are holding back because you don't want to appear salesy. That's the thing I hear all the time is that, you know,
0: Um, they don't want to feel salesy or appear salesy. They're afraid that other people will think that they're salesy. And I can definitely relate to that. There are many things that I've learned about business now after being a business owner for mm, 10 years where I can look back and go, Oh yeah, I didn't want to do that because I was afraid of what people would think about me. Mm -hmm. Not because I couldn't learn how to do that. Right. Right. Um, And I'll add to that. I could have grown my business much faster if I hadn't had the fear holding me back from doing things that I could have been doing.
1: Yeah. And the thing is like fear is a natural emotion, right? And we can lean into that. Um, But we can also like, we can acknowledge it and recognize, okay, but that fear is coming from a thought. And if I just interrupt the thought and change it. I always tell our clients like, okay, like you're so focused on like what can go wrong or why you don't want to do something, but can we like give like some equal time to the thought of how it could go right? Yeah. You know, cause when you do that, like your brain starts to kind of pick up on like, Oh well, wait, okay. This is a new thing. Like let's spend a little bit of time here. And at first it's uncomfortable because you've never done it. And when you've been so focused on why it won't work, you know, why you're going to be the exception to this, what people are going to think, that's everything that you are going to find and you are going to recognize as truth. But until you keep pressing into, but I have something that's important, I have something that's, you know, going to change people's lives, I have something that's going to change the impact of someone's health and and generations to come because of whatever that is, when you get excited about that, you show up entirely different.
0: The people that listen to this podcast are healers. Mm -hmm. And I, in my opinion, the most important work that we can be doing on the planet right now is healing. Yeah. (laughs) Healing ourselves, healing each other. And so um, I, I just share that for anyone that's listening. That's like, well, yeah, what I do is important. Like what you do is like vitally important for how, the world moves forward in a new way, um, in a variety of ways, Mm -hmm. right. That can mean a lot of different things. It means all the things too, at the same time, one of the things, like one of the threads I want to kind of follow with you in this conversation is that people often say that marketing and sales feels exhausting to them. Yeah. And I, I find that for service-based providers, especially those that, you know, most of the people that listen to this podcast are working with their clients or their patients one person at a time, mm-hmm. don't have a lot of time to give to marketing and sales. So of course, like adding more through a plate feels exhausting, but if they want to help more people, they have to do the marketing and the selling right. to be able to, serve more people. So it feels sort of like a catch-22. What are your thoughts about how to navigate that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It definitely starts with a new mindset, right? And Mm -hmm. you acknowledge that in order for your practice or your business to grow in the way that you want, that you have to be open to trying something different. You can't get a different result trying, doing the exact same thing that you've been doing all of this time. And with marketing and sales, rather than viewing it as, you know, just this obstacle that uh, is something that you don't want to do. It's this burden. Um, but thinking of it as an opportunity to just reach more people. I and, and it's funny because, I mean, I love everything sales. Like I just consume like all the podcasts, all the books, you know, like I have my own coach, you know, to help me in how I perform with uh, sales and marketing. Um, and people kind of think that that's a little strange, you know, like people are like, you get really excited about sales. I'm like, because it's an opportunity to just reach so many more people and to help so many more people. And like, when you think about that from, you know, just kind of like the, the very large picture, right? If you didn't have sales and marketing, it's, it takes a lot longer. It's not that it's like impossible, Mm -hmm. but I mean, everything just kind of clicks when you use sales and marketing together. You know, like your messaging is much more clear, you're reaching so much more, uh, a, a larger population. And then in turn, you are getting people that you are nurturing along the way. They are getting to know you, to like you, to trust you, and then making a buying decision at that point, rather than just putting something in front of someone and saying, hey, buy this thing, right? It's very difficult to get someone who's very cold to you. They have not had that encounter. They haven't gone through a true like marketing funnel um, to really experience. And if your messaging is off, you know, then they might be your ideal person, but the way that you're talking to them isn't isn't the right way that's compelling them to want to learn more. And so, changing the attitude of like, this is something that I have to do. You know, I'm, you know, I'm a doctor or I'm, you know, what, you know, I'm a chiropractor, I'm, I'm a nutritionist. I just want to do this. And I hear that all the time where yeah. I will hear people, you know, that they are like, I sell clothes. I just want, you know, like I design clothes. I just want to like sell them, but I don't want to like have to like worry about all this other stuff. Yeah. Whatever it is. Um, You know, I'm I'm an artist. I'm a teacher. You know, what it doesn't matter. You know, there's just that that resistance. You know, that you come across. So when you open yourself up to the possibility of how can this help more people, and rather than taking the burden off of yourself, but how can this help other people? You know, and you kind of pull yourself out of the equation because when you get kind of really focused in on, like, what you have to do, what this means, you know, to your time. Um, but consider, like, how can this also, you know, like, make my life easier? I think that that's when it, it changes.
0: I have, I've grown into um, taking the perspective that if what you do is good for people, then when you're marketing and selling, you're helping them understand why what you offer is good for them. Right. Exactly. And, and for me, especially for, um, hands-on practitioners, it helps me to like, kind of help them change their, their belief system, their mindset around marketing and sales too, because it reminds them that what they're doing is actually good for people. They're not selling them, mm-hmm. um, You know grapes that are going to make lemonade, and and that doesn't happen, right? They're not selling them a broken used vehicle; they're selling them something that's potentially going to change their life in a really transformative way.
1: Why would you not want to share that with more people? Exactly. Yeah, and it's just kind of this, um, and you kind of hit it on the head. You know, kind of the used car salesman, right? That's the connotation that people have with sales—that like you're like pulling something over on someone. You know, you're having them buy something that's not going to benefit them, that it's going to be totally something different than what they thought it was. And if you're thinking that, then you need to go back and kind of take a step back on, okay, what are you actually offering? And go through, you know, kind of your value ladder. Like what, how does this help? What, who is your ideal client? And what are the problems that keep them up at night? Like if they could wave a magic wand, what would be the problem that they would have a solution to? And does your product, program, or service answer that? And then what's the transformation that that you are promising? And is that the transformation that they are really wanting to have in their life? When you kind of work it backwards, and then you see that these all align. It feels just a, a lot less heavy, you know, like you're duping someone into uh, something that they don't, they don't want, they don't need. Um, but instead, you understand what the impact is. A, if they don't decide to do it, but also B, like what could that transformation be if they do decide to go with it? Um, and then you're just helping them to make a decision from there.
0: I mean, our conversation already has me feeling like. I'm gonna just go focus on some sales this afternoon. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, on that note, I I think it's easy for people to get excited about something new mm-hmm. and think like, oh, yes, I'm gonna do this, and then they get started and they find maybe, let's say, it makes it takes more time than they anticipated, mm-hmm. um, or like it's uh, it's not as effective as they had hoped that mm-hmm. it would be right away. And so with so many of our listeners struggling with feeling burned out, especially over the last year and a half of taking care of so many people whose stress level is also much higher than mm-hmm. usual. Um, I would, I would love to kind of hear from you how we can reframe this. Okay. I have to like, I have to focus more on marketing and sales as not a additional thing that you have to do, but how could it host- actually make their lives easier how could it make their business more efficient yeah
1: that's a great question and um what we do is we really teach the model of of a marketing funnel right and the idea of a funnel is that you are taking your ideal client your prospective client through a process from beginning to end you ultimately you know where you want them to end up with right but how are you having them enter in you know to to engage with you? You know, is it going to be um, like a free consultation? Is it going to be like maybe just a checklist or a guide, maybe like um, a video series, whatever it is, like, how are you compelling them where they think, oh, like that's going to give me a quick win, right? And then you're nurturing them along and you're explaining like, hey, I work with people that have this problem, And you know that that's their problem, and then you're saying, "And here are some results of people that have worked with me. These are the transformations." You start helping them to imagine what that transformation could look like for themselves, right? Think about like the like. Let's just use like the diet industry. You know, this is an eighty billion dollar industry, and it's growing and growing and growing um, because a lot of people are looking for a solution, right? And they come into something, you always see those before and afters. And people imagine that, like, that could be me, you know, like, well, if that person could do that in this amount of time, like, what can I do? So they start imagining it, right? Then they go into uh, whatever, you know, they're, they're taking the supplements, or they're in the program, whatever it is. And they're expecting instant results. And then they're thinking, well, like, this is the magic pill. And then like, and maybe it is, maybe like they have found, you know, like that one thing, you know, we all know that that's not the case. But anyway, um, you know, that they found the thing, but they're like, well, I took it. And I, you know, I took it this morning, and I haven't lost any weight. Right. And so then they're like, well, next, okay, like, what else is out there? So that's why the industry is growing so much, because people, Uh, you know, if, if like, if it worked, like we would have a lot, we wouldn't have like the obesity rates that we have and and such. Um, So like with marketing and like with a funnel, you have to understand like, it's going to take some time, right? People, first of all, have to go through the funnel. You have to try certain things. And that's what we do. You have to track Pay attention to the data that you are given. And I can't even tell you how many coaching calls I've gone into where people have said, okay, well, I've built my funnel and I don't think it's working. So I'm going to change my funnel. And yeah. I have to, you know, like, okay, hold on. Let's just give this a second. Let's look at the numbers. First thing, like how many people have actually seen your offer? You know, and the, and they might say like 10 okay, great. Now, did you have anybody like sign up of those 10 people, you know, like who's opted in? And they'll say five. I only have five. And I'm like, do you realize you have a 50% conversion? Like, that's amazing. Like, let's just put it into perspective. But they're hearing, you know, just kind of like these crazy stories out there on the internet about like, and I made a million dollars, you know, in 30 days. And, you know, they're imagining this. And it's not that they can't get to that place, but it's going to take some time and it's going to take refining and you're tweaking and you're you know, putting it out there and then you make some more changes. And what we have found with members that we are coaching is that we have stellar results. We have so many businesses that are creating 100K funnels and it's just because they've stuck with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have we have one member that she's been uh, featured in Stacy's podcast. Um, we use her. Uh, she's a great testimony because she was one of the people that, you know, on a coaching call, she was like, ah, you know, I think I'm going to like just drop that and I'm going to try something else. And I was like, well, wait, wait, wait. No, like, let's look at the numbers. I think you have something here. You just need more people to see it. And I think if we change this, you know, and like if we look at the landing page numbers, you know, like your ads are performing. So that's great. But when they get to the landing page, there's the disconnect, you know, that's when you lose them. So let's, let's tighten this up a little bit and you just make little, little micro changes. One thing at a time, don't change everything because then you don't know what's working and people want to like just a complete overhaul all at one time. And we can't fix what's broken because we don't actually know what's broken because we're not looking at the numbers in its entirety. And, um, So I think, you know, like it's, it gets overwhelming because you're trying all the things and you want the results now, but with marketing, it does take a little bit of time. You know, it's like someone like putting out, you know, an advertisement, you know, in a, you know, a magazine, right. For your practice. And then you do it once and you're like, well, that didn't get, you know, I got one person that that wasn't worth it, but like, okay, but that's still one more person than you had last month? And what if you like just changed and adapted a few things? And what if people need to see you a couple of times, you know, like you've probably had an experience of something that you've bought or someone that you've worked with that you had to hear about them and see them multiple times before you decided that you were going to make a buying decision. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I just paid for a $3,000 program yesterday that I had been in their sales funnel essentially, and Mm -hmm. I never felt sold to. It was just like they just shared their results for their people and they did it in a really fun way. And I could Mm -hmm. see myself, I could see the possibilities for myself and what they shared. And I was like, whenever I get that email that finally lets me buy this thing, I'm going to do it. (laughs) So it came yesterday, and I was like, done, here I am. I'm, I'm all, like, I was already committed. I already knew that I wanted it before I could even like weeks before I could even purchase it. Cause I was on a wait list. Yeah. Um, this is, this has been a really hard lesson for me in my own business, what you're talking about, because, um, you know, back when I was like growing my hands on practice, I had, uh, like my organic social media reach and mm-hmm that was really all I needed to see as many clients as I wanted to be seeing. Mm -hmm. And it worked really well. It was great because I knew exactly what to do um, to like help other people do the same thing. And then when I started to really transition and focus just on my online business, my coaching practice, it was like, I was, I grew really fast. I grew to multiple six figures and, three years. And then I got to a plateau and it was like the same the next year. And I thought, what's missing? Like, I guess my organic social media reach is not enough anymore, but I had never looked at the conversion on opt-in pages. I had never looked at any mm. statistics on a funnel, for example. And instead of looking at that information, I would just always go create a new thing and a new thing and a new mm-hmm. thing and a new thing. And it was exhausting and it was exactly. stressful. And it had my whole team also stretched really thin. And it was about a year ago. Eh, it's been kind of a process over the last couple of years, but it, it really like crystallized a little over a year ago. I was like, I, I can't keep doing business this way. <laughs> like I teach. Yeah, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> and this is not sustainable. I'm wearing my people down and I'm, I'm worn down. And so I decided to essentially like wipe the slate clean and
1: mm-hmm. we're going
0: to start from the ground up and we're going to build with systems from the, from the start. Mm-hmm. And, um, so all the things that you're describing now, like looking at the conversion on an opt-in page and like watching what's happening in the funnel, I'm like, Whoa, wow, we're doing it. I can't believe that we're doing that, but we're doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. But it comes back to where we started, which was, I didn't want to look at that information because I thought it was just salesy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I hear a lot of people that they will be like, I, I'm not really good at numbers. I don't really like, I don't want to look at that. You know, it doesn't make sense to me. And I mean, I probably wouldn't consider myself, you know, like a numbers person either. But what I've learned is that looking at the numbers, you know, like you don't become, you know, Einstein, you know, but (laughs) you just have more insight into what, is happening inside of your business and to not look at that is is just simply foolish because you could be leaving a lot of money on the table because you just think something is broken and it's not that it's broken it's that it just needs to be fixed mm-hmm. you know it, it's you know there's just a slight little you know wobble there you know like you just need to tighten something up um and once you do that then it just makes such a difference and so you know kind of i think that goes back to that mindset piece that we talked about originally right just kind of a- allowing yourself to be open to the idea that you can look at numbers and that it's it's not scary you know and looking at one thing at a time um, you know, we, we keep our, our members pretty streamlined as far as like, this is the basic information, you know, to look at, you know, you don't have to go into huge, huge detail. You could go into a uh, crazy detail if you wanted to, but I mean, if you're just getting started, like just kind of the basic information, like how many people have seen it, how many clicks, how many people opted in. And then like, you know, did you get any sales from that? And just kind of going from there. Um, one thing that you had talked about with, you know, kind of like starting over, right? And a lot of people, you know, again, like we get, you know, people that they're like, okay, like I'm just, I'm just wiping it clean. But we kind of still go back to like, okay, but do you know like what your best seller is? Do you know that like if you have multiple products or programs um, and a lot of people like they do have a lot of offerings. Yeah. Yeah. And then like your people are kind of confused because they're not entirely sure, like, well, which direction do I go? You know, and that's the the cool thing about a funnel is that it can be very, very strategic where you can bring people in at the beginning and you're like, oh, you know, welcome to, you know, welcome to my little ecosystem here. And here's your first step. You know, here's the first thing that you're going to engage with me with. And Oh, you finished that. Awesome. You know, hey, here's this thing that I have to offer you. And you kind of take them through a process so that ultimately they get to where you want them to be in, you know, just a few steps instead of like, you know, and I'm going to throw this at you. I'm going to throw this at you and I'm going to throw this at you like you're you're still getting them there. But it seems so much, it's just so much more logical this way rather than, you know, like hoping that they land where you want them to be and that it's a good, it's the right fit.
0: Okay. Can we play with a couple of scenarios? Because I can kind of think about like who listens to the show and where, like what's reality for that person and also know that it's reality for a lot of other people too. So one example that comes to my mind would be someone who, um, let me give a little like backstory or like a uh, history to this example, because I think for a long time, especially within a chiropractic profession, but this probably applies to a lot of other hands-on professions as well that, you know, like if you were just busy in your practice, then you had a successful business, mm-hmm. but just being busy doesn't necessarily mean that you have a successful business. So I know a lot of people who are very busy in their businesses. And that might be like, they see a lot of patients, a lot of clients, and they really Mm -hmm. don't have room for more in their schedule. They're like, oh, I don't need a sales funnel. I'm seeing all the people that I can possibly see. Mm
1: -hmm. However,
0: like the the limitation is in thinking that your business is you. You are your business, right? Mm -hmm. And if you separate yourself from your business and see like, where could your business go? And what if you took yourself out of the equation, like how, Mm -hmm. like your um, capacity out of the equation and started thinking bigger, then yeah, sales funnel is going to help you bring in more new patients or clients Mm -hmm. so that you can grow a team of practitioners who then help improve, increase the revenue in the business. Mm -hmm. And you can make even more money and you can help even more people, But they get into this place where they're like, they're so busy with all the people on their schedule already that they can't even
1: fathom that next step. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I talk to a lot of people that they are in that same place. And it is usually kind of like that one-on-one service-based approach, you Mm -hmm. know, where they're like, I'm tapped out. Like, I literally cannot figure out how to schedule one more person. You know, I don't get lunch. I barely get to, you know, pee, um, and I don't have time. You know, I'm at the I'm at the practice from you know 7 a.m. to like 7 p.m. Monday through Friday, and they're coming to us because they realize okay, like something has to change, right? So like, what is scalable? And so looking at what you are offering, and like you were saying, taking yourself out of the equation. So rather than like you being the business. It's, you know, you have a business that you are the founder of, you know, you're the CEO, but are you delegating? Are you allowing other people to come in under you and do what you do and be able to grow that way? You know, and then the other the other method is, okay, well, what could be another way to work with patients, not so one-on-one? What could I do so that, you know, someone can come across um, me, you know, on social media, whatever, um, through an ad and they find, you know, like maybe it's a, maybe it's a membership, maybe it's a course. Um, and I see this work really, really well. And that's usually where a lot of practitioners want to go where they're like, okay, I can't work with so many people hands on, but I could, you know, go me to many through a course you know and they're kind of give getting you know it's it's not as in depth as if they were working one on one but it's still helping so many more people and mm-hmm. helping people to understand uh you know the the power of whatever it is that you are teaching you know you're talking about chiropractor right and like how many people are resistant to chiropractors i mean i used to be one of them like i will say it you know i i was just like Someone's going to break my spine, you know, like <laughs> I'm going to be paralyzed. Like that's, what's going to happen. But it took me, you know, like just getting educated and understanding like how chiropractic is like such an incredible, like foundation to overall health. Yeah. And that when you're like utilizing that, that like so many other things that you're experiencing in your body, like when you start taking care of the chiropractic piece that like, Everything else just starts to feel better, you know, and like you just kind of accept like, well, this is just the way that it is, you know, like I'm always going to feel this way and that's the way it is like in your business. Like, well, this is just the way that it is, as a busy practitioner. Like, Mm, yes, you know, and you just need kind of that outside guidance to say like, but what if you tried a different way, a different approach? What if you actually added some other practitioners and grew that way? Yeah. So it's not necessarily just you seeing all of the clients, you know, or patients. Um, but how could you work with them in a new way that you're kind of thinking outside of the traditional practice model?
0: That actually came up in a conversation I had with someone um, a couple of weeks ago. I was just in this conversation with her as a researcher. I was doing some target market research and I'm asking a series of questions that I asked to everyone that I do these calls with and just listening to what our answers are. But in this particular conversation, I was like, wait, do you, do you even believe that it's possible to be a chiropractor and not be burned out? Like, can you be a successful chiropractor and not be burned out? And she was like, Hmm, no it was like, yes and no. She was like, yes-ish, but no, not really. I don't really believe that we can prevent this. And I was like, oh, this is like, oh,
1: here's the problem. You think that this is the way that it has to be. Mm -hmm. Ouch. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, the the interesting thing is that we kind of look around us, you know, like who are we, who are we surrounded by? And if that is the norm in the industry where like the chiropractors work, you know, in a solo practice, they're working all of the hours. And then, you know, they are in this place where like, they can't really grow, you know, in the way that they want to, because they don't have any time is finite, right? So like, they only have so many hours in the day. uh, So they can't grow that way. But then they're like, well, nobody else does anything differently. So this is just the way that it is like, okay, all right. Um, The other thing of like why it's still important to be, even if you are in that like one-on-one model, you always want to have like people in the pipeline because people, you know, like that's just kind of like the sequence of like, you know, kind of the life cycle of a customer. Like not everybody is going to be with you for the rest of their life, you know, and like, you know, patients die, patients move, you know, like patients, you know, switch Uh, patients don't need that care and support any longer because you've done what you've you know set out to do and heal them right yeah. so now they're good and they come in you know maybe once in a while for maintenance but then you you get to this point where like those people are leaving and if you don't have people that are in that pipeline that are getting to know you to like you to trust you to engage with you on some level beforehand before they even have a need, really, like they might just be curious, you know, like, so for myself, like before I even entered into like, you know, the the wonderfulness of chiropractic care, you know, like I was kind of like, just seeing like, okay, like, what is this about? You know, like, and I have these friends that they swear by the chiropractor and like, why? You know, and so like just engaging with, with practitioners online and I'm like, wait a second. Okay, I, I think there's a thing here. So when I was ready at that point, you know, I I was already like open to that and like, okay, who am I going to go see? Who am I going to see locally? And so you just have to, you have to think about it from a, a different perspective. And it's like what I said earlier, like if you want a different outcome, if you don't like feeling burnt out, you don't like being so stressed, you have to consider the opportunity of what trying something new could bring.
0: Awesome. Okay. So many good points. All right. So my other example, um, or maybe not necessarily example, but scenario would be um, the person who was like just starting their practice and wondering, do they need to have or should they have a sales funnel? Um, th- what if they don't have any clients yet and they don't have the results, they haven't had the testimonials to incorporate mm. into that? Should they have a sales funnel? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. There is rarely a, I mean, I haven't come across a type of business uh, that it wouldn't benefit. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, for the person that's just starting out, it's even more important. And I think it's actually the best place to start incorporating um, some really solid marketing strategies, like utilizing a sales funnel, because you're kind of starting off with really good habits. You're understanding like how to engage someone from the beginning rather than like waiting until there's a problem in the business and then trying to fix it and like work backwards. Right. So you're kind of, you know, you're in a good place as a new practitioner uh, to start that and to create that engagement and that excitement and helping someone to understand um, you know, to get that quick win, you know, like by utilizing, you know, a guide or a, a a mini training um, you know, I know a lot of your practitioners that are with our chiropractors, you know, like what could be, you know, like five, you know, five easy exercises um you know to like to lessen um hip pain you know at the end of the day you know from sitting something like that where someone's going to take that because they have that problem at the end of the day and they think oh like what are these five exercises and maybe this is what's going to be the thing you know to like help me feel better at the end of the day um you know so like you're you're creating that and then as you just continue to nurture them and you show them things um, I've come across some incredible chiropractors online that they are just showing exercises. They're saying like, do you have this problem? Like here's some exercises. Um, If you have, you know, this issue here, like try this, or here's a way to do this without getting injured. Um, And I love that stuff so much because I feel like I'm learning every time I come across their profile. Yeah. Right, um, and then you just feel like when when like you said when that offer comes through, like I don't know what you're selling, but like when I find out, you know, I'm gonna buy <laughs> it. Right? That's what you want. You want people to get to that point, and if you are starting that at the early stages of your practice, your business is going to just thrive.
0: I'm just gonna wrap up this conversation <laughs> on this note. In 2019. I, this happened by accident. So I don't have it like documented in a really official and formal way. Accidentally, I surveyed over 900 chiropractors and I asked them, what is your biggest challenge when it comes to marketing? Mm -hmm. And they almost all, it was like 97% said, their biggest challenge in regard to marketing was consistency. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like I would have never, never guessed that that would be the answer, nor would I have ever guessed that it would be a landslide answer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I'm, I'm just pointing this out because if you're struggling with consistency in marketing and, mm-hmm. and you're talking about having people in the pipeline, Erica, like That's what consistency and marketing helps fix, right, Mm -hmm. is having that consistent stream of new people coming into your business, which every new business, not every new business, every business needs to have. Then the the sales funnel process, like creating that sales funnel and having it adjusted, if you will, so that it's working optimally, Mm -hmm. helps you to eliminate the problem of consistency.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a big piece there because you have people that are automatically they are coming across your profile. They are seeing this landing page. They're seeing your ads that you have always going. And I think people kind of go into this like in and out of promotion type, you know, like they've got something to offer. So they're going to talk about it, right? Like maybe like you have a workshop, you know, an in-person workshop at your practice. Um, Maybe you are offering, you know, kind of a, a two for one, you know, like, Hey, like you and your spouse, you know, whatever it is, you've got this promotion, you're going to talk about it. And then you, it's a radio silence after that. And then you've got something else that you want to offer. And then you want to talk about that. But instead, like, how can you connect with your audience just by educating them, by giving them something that, you know, helps them feel like they're getting smarter, like they're learning something, that they can take something away and immediately, like, go try it, implement it into their life and feel like they're getting a quick win. Rather than, like because when you do come at that point where you have something to offer it doesn't feel salesy because you have been you have this automated funnel already so they're going through the process but then as they may engage with you outside of the funnel you know on whatever platform you may be then they're like oh my goodness you know Dr. Danielle like she is so smart you know and i walk away you know after listening to her podcast like you know I feel like I could, you know, just run this practice so much smoother. Right. You know, like, that's what you want. You want people to like walk away from your podcast, your YouTube video, whatever it is feeling like, okay, it's going to be all right. I can build this practice. It's going to, it's not going to hurt. And, you know, it doesn't have to be the way that I think it's, it's supposed to look like, because that's just historically what I've seen around me.
0: Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my gosh erica we could probably talk about this stuff all day
1: i know i could i could it's it's probably a problem but
0: it's really it's a good thing because when you when you do something that's so specific mm-hmm. and you can still talk about it all day it, i mean it means obviously that like you're really good at it but also that um like the energy that you bring to it makes it not so like oh it just makes it more fun.
1: Right. Yeah. No. And I mean, and I come at like what I do and what I talk about again, like, how can I help someone? How can I help them to understand like the power of like sales and marketing and that like, it doesn't have to feel icky or, you know, like you're out of congruence, you know, with, you know, your values, yeah. um, but that, you know, you're just coming in from a place of of giving and, you know, for the people that are listening to you, like they are, you know, just kind of that, those, that helping profession, right? You are a practitioner. And so if you want to help people, you've got to, you've got to show up, you've got to be consistent um, and you've got to have a way for people to engage with you. Awesome. Okay.
0: So if people that are listening to um, what you're sharing today, want to learn more about the foot traffic formula, where's the best place for them to go?
1: Yeah. So we actually have a boot camp that we have monthly. It's the Drive More Traffic Boot Camp where we teach uh 10 low cost or um free strategies to increase traffic to your business. Um so that's probably the best way to get started um, and really just kind of learn like what what is a funnel and you know how can you make it uh at the very like basic level and get started, you know. When um, within the week of the boot camp, um, so the website for that is drivemoretraffictoday.com, and um, our next our next boot camp um, is going to be in a few weeks. But we run them every single month, and um, that's just one of my most favorite times because I get to connect with you know business owners uh, and so many different types of business owners, um, and help them to understand the importance of of what marketing can do for their business. Awesome.
0: Erica, thank you so much. It's been really fun to connect with you and just really learn from you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Do you want to make more money without squeezing more patients or clients onto your schedule? If that's you, be sure to take my free class. In it, you'll learn how to bring leveraged income into your practice so you can work less, live more, and help more people than ever before. You can get signed up by going to drdanielleaton.com and click free.